Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. It's the last one. Whole book. Done. Plant your garden. Plant your garden, man. And we had the man himself on the podcast talking just about this. <laughs> what I know. Amazing. I love this chapter. Me too. I think it, 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 this chapter is like our entire season of growth. I know. It's true. It's just <laughs> summed up in like three pages. Yeah. <laughs> A little more than three, this one, but yeah, I know what you mean. Three ideas, basically. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, one, anyone can plant a garden. A garden can be anything. And like, yeah. whatever you have, just it can be a garden. Yeah. And I think like that's a really powerful statement, mm-hmm. idea. of like Because I know when I do all my garden stuff in the spring and the summer, people are always like, I wish I could have a garden like that. I wish I could mm. grow things like that. I wish I could do that and like totally I know that not everybody gets to have this gigantic backyard and space like I have to grow all these tomato plants and I'm very privileged in that way Mm -hmm. but you don't need this to have a whole garden like you don't need a whole garden to have your garden yeah. You can have a windowsill. You can have a rock garden. You can have succulents. You can have, you know, there's so many ways in which you can make this work for you. And you can have a garden of books. Like, I think of, like, the way that Brandy makes her commonplace books. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a garden. Anything that you can tend to Mm. is a garden. I like that. And then Austin mentioned, like, you being the garden, right? And then, like, what when you tend to yourself and you tend to your creative work, what are the seeds that you're planting? So, like, I love even that spin on it. And then on page 184, when I love uh, the nun. The whole nun, everything he says about Karita Kent, or is that her name? Uh, whatever, the nun. And she talks about how, um, like, she's like a maple tree, that, like, it looks so sparse in the winter, but it's gearing up for, you know, spring and summer. And then you always mention about dormancy periods. And then on the top of 184, she says, whether it will ever be recognizable by anyone else, I don't know, but I feel that great new things are happening very quietly inside of me. And I know these things have a way like a maple tree of finally birth. Like, I love the idea of no one else knowing what you feel because that is so against social media and our whole posting culture and proving that you're growing and proving that you're succeeding. Like so much shit can happen that is unrecognizable to other people. And like, just like you said, like you could have so many figurative gardens around you that you're tending to that you never have to post or no one ever has to know about, but you, the important part is you know about it. Yes. I love that idea. And we talk so much about seasons. We talk so much about things and like I think one of the things that he, he talks about here and, and then that tree specifically the tree metaphor is so amazing that like I mean it was literally our entire season of growth and like I talked about it a bunch throughout in multiple episodes 
find something outside that like you can connect to mm-hmm. like i have chip i have all my other little creatures and like chip still amazes me after like legit three or four years of him doing his thing he catches these walnuts which are freaking huge they're like the size of tennis balls <laughs> and he's small yeah. And he gets them with his big teeth and he puts them in this habitat that he made. And then, like, one day I'll look up and then I'll be like, how did he get a dozen tennis ball-sized <laughs> things in this habitat? He's this little creature. And it's so like, cute. damn, that's nature. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets colder and then the habitat covers in snow and then it when that when it's not you know when it's not snow covered you'll see that the the walnuts that used to be tennis ball sized are now like rotted away in some areas so like he can get to the meat easier and it's like well he's been doing this for years mm-hmm. and years so he like right. knows how to do it right the the birds do a thing season after season you know Find a thing and watch it. Yeah. And it might be so simple and so basic. But that makes it really cool. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need to spend more than five seconds a day looking at that thing happening. Yeah. I mean, she spent, you know, watching a tree grow. You know, you don't need to spend that much time watching a tree grow every day. But if you spend five seconds a day watching a tree change, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, because the whole, that reminds me of our plants episode, because the whole episode was like literally about like nature and growth and how like we can learn from that. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's what it is. Like even, and, and to me, again, going back to like, it might not be recognizable to any one else like animals and plants and all that they're they're like duh they're not doing it for the show they're doing it because it's what they're programmed to do so it applies to us and our creative work as well like we're so used to like wanting to share or doing it for the share when if you're gonna do it it's just what you're programmed to do and then I love too, like he says on page I was looking for because it was one of my favorite lines too on page 188, he goes, I don't want to know how a 30-year-old became rich and famous. I want to hear an 80-year-old spend her life in obscurity, kept making art, and lived a happy life. And, like, that's what I picture about Chip. Like, he's just, like, living his life, getting walnuts, living a happy life. Like, I love the word obscurity. And I think the first time we did book club with his Steal Like an Artist, we talked about obscurity in a way that always stuck with me. We're like, our generation now misses the opportunity of obscurity, like to use that time to be dormant and unknown and explore and try things without it ever being seen. Like it's just what you're built to do. And we don't take advantage of that enough. I think as a generation, we always want everything we want seen. Yeah. I think like show your work in a second. It's kind of him saying, you know, show, but also like, yeah, like what could you just do to be happy? <laughs> I love right. that. Life. What are you doing to take care of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not sell yourself every single second of the day. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're selling yourself every single second of the day, you're not going to be happy. Right. Right. Because like when you think about um, a 30 year old rich and famous, not all the time, of course, but like, it's like what they planted is being plucked in mm-hmm. order to get that as opposed to the obscure 80 year old who keeps making art, keeps planting and just happily watches it grow. It's like a different garden metaphor, but like, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I love this chapter. This has been a really good book. Yeah. And I reread it before i feel like did we read it in preparation for him we did we did he sent they sent us copies right so i read it in preparation for him but read it like doing it this way was like brand new each time yeah i think every single chapter has some really important things and that you can just keep going back to it when you really i think this is a good book for when you are stuck right Whereas like, you know, Steal Like an Artist is a great book for when you're getting started. Keep Going is a great book for when you're stuck. Uh, his second book is a great Show book for work. when, yeah, Show Your Work is a great book for when you want to move into a career. If you want, you know, if you're thinking of selling your stuff, if you're thinking of doing art as more than just a hobby, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a, it's a great tool. But Keep Going is a really good book for people who don't necessarily want to sell their work mm-hmm. who just find themselves as hobby creatives who just find themselves as people who love art and being a creative person doing creative things and it doesn't necessarily have to be all or nothing mm-hmm. And this, you know, we got 10 great chapters. You know, every day is Groundhog Day. You get to do everything all over again. Build a bliss station where you make your place. And it's these these ideas that are both, you know, grounded in real tangible things that you can do. And also more of the fun stuff to talk about that keeps it a little bit more fresh. Mm -hmm. It's not just a do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, but it's a, you know, here's why this worked for this person. Here's why this worked for this person. And here's how you can make it work for you in a bunch of different ways. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny how, like, while reading as a crafty as female, and I'm sure others out there, like, we tend to do a lot of this stuff naturally, but then forget how is it, how important it is to do it. And then when we get stuck in a rut or something, it's just reminding ourselves of, like, what we kind of already do naturally. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, like, I, right. It's, like, not just – it's just applying the intention to it and recognizing – the why behind what we do and then right and then I love how to build a bliss station it's not opposite but like also plays off like demons hate fresh air like you're bouncing between bliss station to outside to news like you're bouncing between all these at any given point because you're never static you're always right dynamic and moving and and every day is like a new challenge with that right and there's so many things that like are, you know, make sense. Mm-hmm. But he gives them 
he gives language to them. Mm-hmm. Like the ordinary plus extra attention equals the extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Like, duh. Yeah. But also like, oh yeah, let's talk about this. Right. So there were a lot of things that I just really liked that we could have discussions around. So I love this book. I'm very excited for our next book. Me too. It's going to be a great dive. Um, It's super dense, so we're going to take our time with it. Cool. Big Dreams, Daily Joys by Elise Blaha Kripe. We had her on the show. She was awesome. And I'm really excited to dive into that one too. We're going to start that one at the beginning of December. So a week off and then we'll have that. It's going to be awesome. Cool. I'm really excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Tell us everything that you love about this book. Tell us how you plant your garden, whether it's inside, outside, whether it's a rock garden, maybe it's a beanie baby garden, um, all sorts of wonderful things. All right. We will catch you very soon with uh, Elise Blaha Cripe's new book. Bye, guys.